regular beans. What stuff? Get your popcorn ready. Welcome to Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. I'm your host, Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth, Master of Sandworms. And I'm here with Magna Mills and the Soup Deucer to talk about what we've recently watched and discuss the Tim Burton classic, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I mean, I Got a Worm Man doesn't work quite as well as I Got a Snake Man. But either way, thank you for tuning in to Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us wherever you get your pods. Just search for Regular Dudes Watch Stuff on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. Search for us on YouTube. Or if you're just listening, you could just go to our YouTube channel by going to JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Thank you for checking us out. If you could, please do the like, comment, rate, follow, subscribe thing. You don't got to do them all. Just do one. Takes less than 10 seconds. Helps other people find the show. We greatly appreciate it. Please and thank you. What's up, everybody? I am the Soup Man, and I am here on Regular Dudes Watch Stuff about to discuss Beetlejuice, and I myself am strange and unusual. Drinking PBR. Let's do it. So, say it once, say it twice, third time the charm, and remember, I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. So come on down out. Chew on a dog. Oh! <laughs> Before we head up to Connecticut and beyond, let's discuss what else we've filled our eye holes with since the last time we've talked. Mills, anything new recently that you've watched that you'd like to discuss or recommend? Um, uh, Just super quick, uh, Last of Us finale. Very good. You should be watching that. Start true to the game. I don't think there's a lot of spoilers there. Wu-Tang and American Saga about to finish up on Hulu. Also good. Party Down revivals. Uh, last one I watched was their fourth episode. It was awesome. My favorite so far. Definitely top tier party down episode from me. Mandalorian season three. Last one I watched was okay. Just okay. Like they got to, they could pay it off later. I'll maybe move the grade up. Uh, other stuff. Cocaine bear. Good, but not quite what I hoped. I was hoping for like a cult classic. It was fine. It was entertaining, but I don't know how really watchable it is. Uh, finished up poker face. That was, I really enjoyed it. I'm one of the best guest casts I've seen across the various episodes I like the whole feel of it. And uh, watch the Lucky Hank pilot. That's Bob Odenkirk's new show over on AMC. It's interesting. It looks like a slow burn character study. So you're not going to get the highs of, you know, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, or the laughs of Mr. Show. But if you enjoy Bob Odenkirk and kind of that, like, you know, it's a midlife crisis kind of show, at least from what I can tell so far, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I, you know, it might be one of those things where, I don't know how you really talk about it, especially it deals like, you know, midlife crisis needs. It's not a lot of fun to discuss, but Owen Kirk was great in the first episode. And it seemed like a, uh, if you ever caught it, like a uh, a darker version of AP Bio that was Glenn Howerton's show about like a teacher here, Owen Kirk's a college professor. So that's kind of the uh, correlation there. Enjoyed all that. Uh, Jamie G, anything for yourself? You just finish in Rome. What are you doing? Finished Rome, and I got to tell you, man, Rome is, I can't believe Rome didn't get more street cred on HBO. It was fantastic, but the the, the acting was incredible. You know, you kind of go into it, you're like, okay, this is going to be about Julius Caesar. It's it's really, it is, but it isn't. It's all the other side characters, man, and and they they stay true to, to, with the historical reference. I'm a sucker for a period piece. This has everything that you want on HBO, murder, deceit, sex, lots of banging. It's, it's just, it's it's your typical HBO kind of you know heater and dude can't believe more people aren't talking about it. I know it's a little bit old. I'm probably late to the game. Maybe it was popular back then, but I just think it kind of got buried under some other mammoth shows, and it was definitely worth the rewatch. 
rock and roll, man. Well, uh, you know, over the past week, I was able to I was able to fill my eye holes with a little bit of TV here and there, uh, you know, lounging out late night and whatnot. Dude, Mills, I'm with you on the party down. Fucking sick new shit. Loving it. Um, I also ran across a random movie that I thought was uh, that I thought was pretty good. That was something that I probably wouldn't pick to watch. But it, but I, it, I flipped it. I flipped it and it came on and it was a movie called Long Shot. Kind of older, a couple of years older. It's got Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, man. It's actually really fucking good, man. I'm not a big rom-com kind of guy. But this was on a level like a Zach and Mary kind of level. And yeah, Seth Rogen, but it was dirty. It was rated R. It was funny as fuck. Real fucking solid fucking movie, man. Um, Good fucking good comedy fucking, uh, you know, all around good, good points and shit throughout the movie. Um, Good one to check out. So I was I was impressed with that. It kept me up. It kept me up to the end of it. And it was one of those nights where I thought I'd fall asleep in the middle. And I was like, oh, yeah, man stayed up through the whole thing and it was a good one i was i was glad to have uh to have stayed up through the entire thing so yeah that was a uh, that was my week to get a chance to check it out i'm not pitching that but uh if you get a chance to check it out maybe i'll pitch you later yeah you know time. we you we know you are a little bit subject to laying down uh, right before you move on jamie g real quick have you watched the season finale of the last of us cut yeah it was it was incredible uh really 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 good i i thought the entire um season was just done so well but yeah season finale really good nice really good that brings us to our featured review for the episode last time magnum mills pitched beetlejuice 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 and soup and i decided that we'd like to check that one out as well mills why did you pitch this one a, a little bit of the fact that there's some heat on the sequel now but for the most part it was on like a streaming service and that you know the algorithm's doing its thing and like maybe you haven't watched this in a while and you would like this and i was like you know why i haven't watched beetlejuice like really watch it in a minute and it just really held up really well because i don't know if it technically held up that well for 89 or whatever when it was released like it was you know the very specific tim burton kind of look and i just loved it i thought that the danny elfman score was great i remember kind of like liking the cartoon when i was a kid and especially with like michael keaton kind of being a little hot right now then maybe making a sequel i was like man dude i, I could do some beetle guys it was your pick man so why don't you go ahead and give us some of the details and background for uh for beetle guys beetle guys beetle guys all right as far as the deets family goes this is beetlejuice directed by tim burton with a story by michael mcdowell and larry wilson Screenplay by Michael McDowell and Warren Scarin. Produced by Michael Bender, Larry Wilson, and Richard Hashimoto. Cinematographer was Thomas E. Ackerman. Edited by Jane Curson. Music by Danny Elfman. Released March 30th, 1988, with a budget of $15 million. Made $74.7 million at the United States box office, with a running time of 92 minutes. Starring... Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Jeffrey Jones, Catherine O'Hara, Winona Ryder, Michael Keaton, and the short plot synopsis for Beetlejuice is the spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and they hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Too vague. <laughs> yes, they do. And this is going to be a full-on spoiler discussion of Beetlejuice. So if somehow you're one random person that's never, never watched Beetlejuice, uh, please know that anything and everything related to Beetlejuice could and likely will come up in our discussion. Uh, this is your first and final warning. Let's start out by discussing our history with Beetlejuice. 
is this a film that's a personal favorite do you have some nostalgic uh you know feel to this i mean have you seen it in a while soup where are you at on the beetlejuice uh deets before we uh before we watched it i mean it's been a hot minute since i've seen it i'm very familiar with the film i've watched it lots of times uh since back when i was a young little guy and everything else man um you know, it's always been one of my one of my favorite, uh, you know, that style of movie. And I love Tim Burton, you know, everything or whatever. And Beetlejuice is one of those ones that's been around for a long time, man. And there's a lot of moments and things in that movie that are, uh, you know, kind of stick with you on, uh, I don't want to say a day to day, but, uh, you know, every once in a while you'll think about something from there and it'll pop in, man, you know, references and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a good one. It's impactful. And, uh, and, and it was a nice rewatch, man. So I'm glad it came up. I love Beetlejuice. I mean, it was it was a a, a favorite of mine, kind of as a kid growing up. It was fun. You know, Michael Keaton is on fire. I mean, dude, this is way up there for Michael Keaton. Like he's he's the man in this dude. Got so much energy. He's hilarious, dude. There's a lot of little hidden stuff that you don't even realize. It was fun to rewatch that. Um, and it's kind of a quick watch too. It kind of works its way through uh throughout you know I, I, alec baldwin um you know it, it, he's done better but but it, it, he kind of played the role perfectly for for what it was uh i i like this one man I, I thought it was really good and uh nice nice to go down memory lane i also hope to watch beetlejuice on broadway uh this summer i'll be in new york so um checking out the fish run at msg i hope to sneak in beetlejuice on broadway while i'm there Love the Beetlejuice on Broadway. Again, you know, I brought it up, so pretty obvious I just caught it. Again, had a positive history with it. All the stuff, so I'll keep it simple. Uh, you know, it's really beautiful about this. You two kids picked me. You didn't have to, but you picked me. It makes me want to kiss you guys. Come on, come on. It's an absolute stack cast. I mean, let's start off by talking about the Maitlands, right? I mean, you got Alec Baldwin as Adam. You got Gina Davis as Barbara. They play it pretty straight and the Maitland seem like, you know, honest to God, kind of hokey dokey people. Um, we, we get a brief introduction and they're basically dead before, you know, the, the, the opening credits finish. So not a lot of them being alive, uh, which kicks off kind of the events of the film. Uh, thoughts on Adam and Barbara and how the film killed them off right away to kind of get the plot going. I don't really think they need to keep much of a backstory because they kind of, you know, I mean, like you said, those characters are pretty simple characters. So it was like, you don't really need all this, uh, all this previous history with these guys and shit. You know, you pretty much get it in the first like couple of minutes and that's all you need. And then like the story is from here on out, you know, and that's, you know, kind of like the focus. Yeah, you get the, the one look in town. I don't think we actually see the town again, but you go and then you realize, like, oh, it's the, the hardware store they own. But, man, they're driving an old car. Like, you see the, the fireman washing a fire truck. It's an old joint, and, like, you know, the barber dude's outside spinning the tail. Like, he, like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's talked to him so – he's talked to Adam so many times before. And I like the foreshadow. Like, you see the dog when they go down, and then it's the dog that they swerve, you know, to avoid and everything on the back end. And, you know, I, I do have to say, like, at this time, this is when Alec Baldwin was, like, one of the, you know, up for, like, sexiest man in the world or whatever. And it's just, like, the opposite of, like, in the, the high school movies – we would like put the hot chick with like glasses and make her pull her hair up and then she puts them down. Alec Baldwin was kind of the male version of that here with the flannel shirt and the glasses, but you can't help but see like the chest hair coming out. I think the costuming is great and it just gets us like right into the Beetlejuice universe, you know, pretty quickly and makes us accept like, oh, they're dead. This happened, whatever. I, I think very, very good job. All of that. 
Oh, and it doesn't take us long to get a feel for the afterlife or whatever you may want to call it. We find out that they can't leave their house and most people can't see them. Time works differently for them, et cetera, et cetera. And oh yeah, there's sandworms. Yes, giant scary worms that are like, I don't know if it was like tremors, like meets sandworms. I don't know, something's there, but it was very cool. What do you think about world building and the establishment of the rules here with the rules for the recently deceased? you got to read the fucking book man they tell them that the whole fucking movie they never read the read the fucking book man you know but uh but again the sandworms man they they if i think they're from saturn so you've been to saturn you've been to saturn man you get the sandworms out there however i'm not sure how it works in that world but uh that's what i gather man i like the idea that they give you a handbook for the like being dead but it's basically unreadable you know, it's like the worst, like, like you've ever gotten. Yeah. Man. And they get that even at the end when they do the book about, like, the, the living, uh, living with the dead or whatever, like, in the final scene. This thing reads like stereo instructions. Again, I think it was a really well-written flick. In the world building, I think it's amazing as far as, like, establishing, like, the underground for the dead. Like, they don't have to do a lot of work. And even, like, Otho brings it up, like, oh, you know, I... Uh, don't you know that like uh, the people who uh, try to commit suicide are forced to work as public servants in the afterlife and you see that in just all the, the different ways that people are dead and then the way they go outside with the sandworms and everything i mean the, it was very uh tremorsian i don't even know like how you refer to something as being that of being from tremors but yeah very uh tremorsian and you know when they get back there man and there's just the deets family and you know, you have to admit, man, you got Jeffrey Jones, he's Charles, Catherine O'Hara as uh, Deliah, and then Winona Ryan as Lydia. Like, they walk in, and you just kind of know, like, who they are, right? Like, you have the put-upon husband, you have the crazy wife, and the, the weird daughter. So, thoughts on the Dietzes? First of all, I, I'm a big fan of of Odo. Like, I, he, he's Otho's, Otho's the guy, dude. Like, he's he's hilarious to me. Um, I will say just one quick comment on kind of the rules for the dead. I thought that that was one of the more interesting things to kind of keep this, keep this, the intrigue is this handbook. And, you know, when they, when they finally draw the the door on the wall and like just kind of the, the figuring out of, of kind of the Robert's rules of order of, of being deceased. Um, but regarding the deets, yeah, it's your typical, you know, ridiculous family from Manhattan that's moved down and, you know, it couldn't be more of a stark contrast from then, you know, the, 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 you know, the Maitlands, right. It's, it's, it's two completely opposites polar spectrum here. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, cover that. There's still a major character we haven't gotten to. He's mysterious. He's got a great sense of fashion and he's not afraid to dabble in the supernatural. And, and I mentioned this earlier, my guy, Otho, played by Glenn Shaddix. Seriously. Also shout out to Sylvia Sidney, who played Juno, uh, the Maitland's caseworker with the gaping hole where the smoke kind of uh, came out of. Any thoughts on the supporting characters before we say the big guy's name three times? I mean, you mentioned Otho, dude. Otho is super cool. I remember when I was a kid watching or whatever that I loved him because he kind of seemed to know everything. Although I really question his, uh, you know, interior design credentials. I mean, that house is like, 
like the counter, like the the walls look like Formica. They look like shitty counters or whatever. But I think everyone is pretty great. Like the bullshit kind of a uh, like businessmen that they bring over and their trophy wives and everything like that. Uh, Delilah's like pissed off agent. Like, and I love just how bad she is at sculpture. And like, it's obvious that everyone's just putting up with her all the times. And then you know that they keep bringing the sculptures back into it. As far as like when they move in and then coming alive later. I think that's all great. So, you know, you can call the, the, her sculptures the supportive character. <laughs> Which one was your favorite of the three? The one that she gets pinned by or the one that, like... The six-arm joint. Like, is it the, when yeah, it gets her yeah, outside yeah. early because it, like, goes into the uh, kitchen where Jeffrey yes. Jones is and then it, like, traps her. And she's like, I yes. knew my art would kill me or whatever. And it's just really cool because I think this is right around the time that Catherine O'Hare was also the mother in Home Alone. So it's a super interesting contrast because she is like America's mother in that. And here she's basically Karen, right? Like you feel like they almost invented the Karen here when she gives a line early in the movie when they're moving in. And she tells the dude, uh, what is it? She's like, uh, if you tell me what you do, I'll tell you why my husband fired you. Dude, that is yeah. like the most Karen ass shit ever. Like, I feel like they invented both Karen and the staycation. When they, like, uh, when Adam and, like, the, the Maitlands are staying home, like, they're just like, oh, aren't we glad we're spending our vacation at home? Dude, this movie invented both the staycation and Karen's. I'm just saying. That's interesting, man. That's a good point. Good good point, man. Good point. Guys, we finally got to him. We got Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. 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 Despite being the main character, he doesn't appear until almost 25 minutes into the movie, and he's in less than 20% of the overall film. But it just doesn't matter. Michael Keaton is absolutely incredible, impossible to picture anybody else in this role. Just general thoughts on on Beetlejuice as a character and just how absolutely on fire Michael Keaton's performance is. He plays him like Daffy Duck on meth. It's wild the way, like when he does the commercial, it's like a, you know, a Southern, like it's a Southern stereotype, like crossed with a used car salesman, crossed with like a scheming dead guy kind. I don't, it's so grimy, all the green shit all over all the time, the look, everything about Beetlejuice works for me. The whole movie like, you know, they bring, it's one of those things, you build it up to it, he's the fireworks factory, so when you get there, it's gotta be cool, right? And when you get to Beetlejuice, he's fucking cool. It's very cool. You know, but if it hadn't been, it could have gone bad, and that would have ruined the movie. It's why it works, is even though he's not in it a ton, when you get to him, you just love Beetlejuice, and again, they leave you wanting more. Yeah, I don't know if there's much, or much more I can say about that. You're, uh, you're absolutely right. You pretty much nailed that one, man. I mean, totally agree. That's good soup. Yeah, he's he crushes, dude. I mean, he's he's got so much energy, so much animation. He's hilarious. The voices, everything he does, it's it's just he's this is body he, language. Like when he's interacting with Barbara with Gina Lee Davis, how he keeps trying to like grab her ass and everything. It's just so like primal, and you get the idea. Like they don't really refer to it, but Juno says like that he was her assistant, which means he committed suicide. You you can't see it actively anywhere on him. But there is like definitely like backstory to Beetlejuice too, which is cool because it makes you want more as a viewer because you're like, oh yeah, like there's way like I'd love to like how did Beetlejuice become Beetlejuice? Yeah, and what happens to him with the? Does he ever get the non-shrunken head right? And 
according to this is an interesting thing here that we should just know according to imdb about 90 percent of michael keaton's lines were ad-libbed that's wild dude nine so basically he just went in there he just improved and he just became beetlejuice which is very cool that's what very it struck cool. me as when he's doing that commercial and everything like that's like it's like daffy duck like I remember, even like Kevin Smith famously telling uh, Jason Mewes when he couldn't do something like do it like Daffy Duck, like that's it's like Looney Tunes the way he acts, and that's I think why I like the cartoon because there was a level of connection you can make between his performance and the cartoon because it was cartoony, but deliberately so in a good way. Yeah, well, and Tim Burton's work always has that distinctive Tim Burton look to it, right? But Beetlejuice still manages to stand out. What, what did everybody think of the look of this movie, the costumes, the models, the color palette, the afterlife, the, the, the faces, the, the, you know, the snake worms, all the stuff. I mean, this was this was totally Tim Burton, right? I, I just one part I absolutely loved was when uh, Beetlejuice is trying to befriend them. And then he puts on the same like flannel with the red undershirt that Alec Baldwin is wearing and like, you know, we're good guys. And as he's trying to grab, you know, Dean Lee Davis's uh, Barbara's ass or whatever, but just the look of it, even the sandworm stuff, it's obviously model, but it's like clear blue sky, you know, very bright. And then, you know, when they own their house, it's kind of neutral. And then when the deets is taken over, it's all blacks and everything. Like there's a ton to the set design and the costumes in this flick. So, you know, I, I think it's an incredibly interesting flick to look at, even if you, you can turn the volume off and watch Beetlejuice. That's a sign of an interesting movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's Tim Burton, dude. Anything he does is super fucking vision. Your your visuals are going to be through the roof, man, you know, and everything about this entire movie from front to back, whether it's even the beginning scenes where it's not even any fucking darkness or nothing yet, man, even those are still kind of tripped out in a Tim Burton way, man. The little bridge and shit, you know, the little weird town that they live in, like everything, everything is just kind of like, I don't know, it's just got this Tim Burton-esque to it, and then it leads up to you know the 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 full blown fucking like you know afterlife uh you know the this shit sandworms and shit you know but fucking yeah timber. and I guess while you're bringing that up anything else on the afterlife we had all the different dead people was there any one of those that kind of stuck out at you you like you had the dude who like obviously fell asleep when he was smoking the magician's uh assistant that got sawed in half the dude who choked on a chicken bone was my favorite like you see the chicken bone in his neck uh any of the dead the flat dude who gets like put between the shit that guy was my favorite because he, like, he uh, told the joke you know he's like he's like there's he no embraces, like he's side. been there for a while so yeah that that yeah, was I cool that. i would have liked to have seen more of that actually they're short um, head dude obviously you know get, you know because he, he's yeah, the only he one back, the back around those are all uh Yeah, maybe not in the one scene, but maybe spread throughout or something. You know? I'd love it. I'd I'd watch that movie. I would watch a movie just about like the yeah. like the, an office style like sitcom set in that underworld waiting room. Or oh whatever. yeah, I think cool, would be right? just just fucking phenomenal. And then when you get on there, you know, Juno tells him like you got to like do better or whatever. So they try various times throughout the movie to like scare the Dietzes. Is there any of those that really stood out? at you like did they really think that like making them do like a, a choreographed scene would like make them scared well if you lost control of your body and did that it would be it would freak you out but it would almost be like after you get off a roller coaster like oh wow i gotta do that again i'd assume i was drunk yeah yeah like, yeah. Oh, what is going that's, on? A, that's like, a regular tuesday night for you dude if you I never go to ouija board dude you just have to go with it <laughs> 
No, I think you. I think I think they definitely could have done more with it. I think you know, you know, doing the obviously doing the fucking, you know, trying to scare them with the faces and the weird yeah, shit, the eyeballs on the fingers. Actually, cool, I like the I early ones when they done better with that. You know, you could have gone way scarier with that. You know, but uh, yeah, I like the simple shit, like the early one where like they open the the closet and she's hanging there, and they're like, "Oh my god, there's so little closet space." Like I like the gag parts of it. I think better than the scary parts. Because, you know, yeah. and even when they showed Beetlejuice being, like, the super scary, they shoot it from the back, so you can't see why he was, like, that scary. But, he like, his shit was definitely way scarier, I'd say. I still, one day, that's what they need to do. They need to release what that actually looks like one day. Like, ah, oh, this is what... This- I mean, basically, that's, like, the end of the movie, right? Like, when Lydia finally says, all right, I'll marry you, she does the, the Beetle guys three times, and he comes up... Like for me, I remember as a kid loving that. Like he does, like the uh, like the at the carnival when you the strongman joint, you bang the hammer with like the two people, and they go up through the shit, and he like turns into a snake, and they're getting old. I remember being that was part that scared me when I was a kid when uh, they get called into like their wedding clothes and they start getting old, and their jaws start falling off. Like that weirded me out. Any thoughts on the finale? well done i mean you know it, it had that sense of fucking tension and whatnot like will this work out what's gonna happen and everything else and you know i mean it was it was a bit of suspense man it was definitely fucking uh definitely something uh, something intriguing for audiences man to like kind of, kind of stay with it at that point it, you know you're not gonna lose anybody you know anybody who's been with you for the whole film all of a sudden now it's like you know they're gonna they're gonna be there and they're gonna be more more involved actually trying to figure out what the fuck is going on after this but uh you know, could it have been more gruesome and shit? Yeah, the whole thing could have been, but uh, that's not what they were going for. I, I like the, I like the, um, you know, Beetlejuice being able to have kind of not these superpowers, but just like as everyone's trying to stop him at the end, he's, you know, he's he's just doing things with his hands and making stuff happen, right? Like putting the the cement thing over the the, the lock, yeah. over the yeah, the zipper, and then the lock thing, and you know, just stuff like that. Like I thought that was pretty cool to see him kind of. I remember that one. Yeah, throw in the out. when everyone kept trying to say Beetlejuice. Like there were some really good gags in there. Like in one of my favorites was like the way he fucked up Otho. Was he made him just wear like a blue suit and that weirded Otho out more than like everyone else he's trying to kill and Otho he just made him wear like a suit that he didn't like of the color and he, he just take the it, fuck dude. out. <laughs> he cannot take it at that point. I, I I think that just about does it for Beetlejuice, but I have one final question. After the movie was a success, Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder signed on for a sequel that was called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. I mean, how upset are we that we never got this movie? I mean, it's an absolute travesty. I, the whole thing is the title. Like, it's a... Uh, yeah, imagine Beetlejuice in Hawaii, like, in a beach, like... You know what, now I, I think guess... It's a, now I think it's a weekend at Bernie's kind of fucking weirdo shit. Yeah, I'm going you know? the other way. I'm thinking Beetlejuice meets White Lotus. Huh. Which feels like you had that... Like, I feel like that's where it's at, dude. Beetlejuice meets White Lotus. That's what I'm pitching. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm okay with that, though. I'm okay with it. I guess no matter what it was, if it was another Beetlejuice, I would check it out. You know. So hopefully this oh, Beetlejuice. It's funny, but if they remade, if the dude they could like the easiest character they could lose is Eric Alec Baldwin, right? Like they could probably lose. Well, him. I don't want to re. I don't want to see a remake, man. I want to see a you know sequel. Yeah. I kind of just want to see him cast like a lesser Baldwin or or a spinoff, you know, like like uh, you know a before or like let me get Beetlejuice's story, how he became Beetlejuice, or or let me get it after that, you know, you know, or something like that, you know, a sequel or or a later fucking whatever the fuck or something like 
you know, not a remake. I don't like a remake, really. I don't like a remake, but let's be honest here. We all seem to like the flick, so I'd say we all think that it is sponge-worthy, so to speak, right? Oh, yeah, sponge-worthy for sure. So let's just be a little more specific. Like, we all know what happens if you say Beetlejuice three times. So let's say maybe you could say Beetlejuice one time, you could say it three times, you could say it five times. So anywhere between one and five times. How many times are you saying Beetlejuice if one makes it, you know, not that great, and five makes it a Stone Cold classic? Uh, Jamie G, one to five times, how many are you saying Beetlejuice about the film Beetle Guys? Man, it, it, I, part of me, I, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go three and a half. I, I just, it's a great movie. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's it's borderline four Beetlejuices, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it at three and a half. 3.5 Battle Geises split in half. You know what? I'll go 4.5. I really think that this is, given the time and everything, it's a great flick. It holds up well. I mean, it's a really weird choice. Like, you know, we didn't even talk about, like, are the Maitland secret parrot heads? Like, they love all this island music or whatever. It's just so interesting. And I think it holds up well, both visually, from a sound standpoint. The performances are interesting. The story's good. I think it's a pretty fucking great flick, man. So, uh, Beetlejuice, 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 Beetle. Wow. Well, shit, man. You know, dude, I got to tell you, man, I'm I'm right there with you. And I was almost going to give this the full five. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five Beetlejuices because, I mean, dude, this is a movie you can throw on whenever the fuck. You can't cross it and watch throw on fucking Beetlejuice. It'll be all right. You know what I mean? If it comes to that. But in any other fucking situation, if you want to just watch Beetlejuice, dude, or if it just randomly comes on, it's a good fucking movie, man. And it fucking holds up to the time and shit. You know it's older and shit. You know that going into it, so you don't need it, but it doesn't need any of that technology and shit to it. Like, it, it's good where it's at. And I think it's perfect for what it is, man. And, uh, and yeah, solid 4.5 on that, man. That's what she said. We're trying to get to a movie. You better get going. You don't want to miss one second of that movie. Is it that good? <laughs> it's the best goddamn movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Dude hangs dumb. I told oh. I told I don't want to miss that. Well, guys, let's finish up by deciding what these regular dudes are going to watch next time on our next episode of Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. We're all going to give a quick elevator pitch here and then vote on the winner. Can't vote for yourself. And if there's a tie, we spin the magical wheel. Soup, you're up first this time, followed by Mills and then myself. I guess we're uh, we're saving the best for last. Probably, man. Probably, man. Probably. Because you know what, man? I'm up first because I have not won a single pitch yet. Although we're we're still just fucking ankle deep into the fucking, uh, you know, off-season regular dudes shit here, man. But hey, man, you know, whatever, dude. All the fucking contestants are awesome always. But anyway, man, I wanted to come up huge this week. I wanted to throw a real fucking zinger out there like I think I'm doing every week. But this week I'm throwing a fucking, you know, I'm throwing that fucking 100 mile an hour fastball, man. And I want to talk about a movie that I think will be fun for every fucking buddy to talk about. Something based in the early 90s out there in Los Angeles. And it's about a guy named Jeffrey Lebowski. We're going to talk about the dude. I want to talk about the big Lebowski because The Big Lebowski is one of the coolest all-around movies ever fucking made, man. And there's just so much there. So I, without fucking getting into details and whatnot, man, just knowing that there is a ton to fucking talk about when it comes to the fucking Lebowski and the dude. I'm pitching The Big Lebowski. 
Fuck it. Let's go bowling. All right, Megan Mills. It's on you. You know what? I mean, Lance Reddick recently passed away, and he is one of my absolute favorite character actors. He's been in a ton of things I loved. You have the new John Wick coming out, so I was trying to pitch one of the John Wicks, but you know what? It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. There are three John Wick movies. They're all rated 7.4 on IMDb. Like, they're all basically considered good movies. So, you know, I went into his IMDb page. There's great episodes of Corporate, Fringe, Rick and Morty starring Lance Reddick. But I looked at his, uh, you know, future credits, one of which is White Men Can't Jump. And I'm just curious, like, why do we not revisit White Men Can't Jump? This is a classic flick, classic sports movie, just incredibly fun. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes on top of their game. I enjoy it every time I watch it. You kind of pick up new shit and do not sell Rosie Perez short. She's probably the secret MVP of this movie. Uh, Jamie G, that brings us to you. You know what, dude? I'm going to do this because, A, it's something I've wanted to watch for a long time. I cannot believe they made three of them. And we could potentially get a get a trilogy thing going here. But I want to watch the first sequence, The Human Centipede. Okay, it's a horror film. It's an absolute ridiculous concept. It's written, directed, and co-produced by Tom Six. And it's got our boy uh, from Arthur from... Uh, uh, from um, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. And it's got our guy from... He was also in Boardwalk Empire. So very cool. Love the actor. He's basically a deranged German surgeon, kidnaps three tourists, and then conjoins them surgically, mouth to ass, forming the human centipede. It's a bizarre story. The, the, the trailer is like crazy. Again, I can't believe they made a full movie about this and then made two sequels to it. I mean, it's it's there's three of them out there. I've wanted to watch it. I'm probably not going to do it unless it's for something like this. Um, I've heard mixed, mixed reviews. I heard it's very scary. I heard it's very messed up. I mean, we, obviously I cannot wait to talk about our debate about like, you definitely want to be the first part of that centipede, right? I mean, middle and end is the worst, right? I mean, you, you want to be the first, right? I mean, from a, from a, you gotta be the engine on that one, man. Yeah. yeah. You don't want, you don't want the end, dude. You don't yeah, want the I think South Park covered this one pretty clearly, but, uh, all right. Well, but, but that's South Park, dude. Not everybody. We, this is, this is regular dudes watch stuff and we'll have a different spin on it. South Park's covered everything. We, we, I mean, come on, dude, we could, we could say the, the Simpsons and South Park have covered everything. They've, they've got a billion episodes of everything, but I would like to do it. Um, I didn't shit on either your guys' pitch saying another group already did it. So I appreciate uh, an honest vote here. Thank you. Oh, no, fair enough. South Park definitely did. White men can't jump. I don't know if they ever did the Big Lebowski, though, but The Simpsons is the Big Lebowski. So you're right. It's a pretty fair mix there. And I will recap our options here. Sue picked the Big Lebowski, Coen Brothers classic. I pitched White Men Can't Jump. Remake is forthcoming, starring Lance Reddick, who recently left this planet. And Jamie G pitched the human centipede, where he wants to be the front guy in the centipede. And what we do is we vote in the reverse of the order in which we nominate it. If it's a tie, we spin the wheel. So, Jamie G, White Man Can't Jump, or The Big Lebowski? uh it's been a it's been a while since i've watched either one um you know there were rumors for a long time about a big lebowski 2 and i, I thought that that got that got greenlit and was going to happen but i don't know that it that it ever did 
Um, you know, it's been a long time. I, I'm 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 gonna go Big Lebowski. It's 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 fun. It's never it's never a bad time. I'm going Lebowski. Fucking Lebowski. <laughs> It's over the line, dude. It's over dude, the line. Man. The fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, again, I don't, don't want to sit on your pick, but pitching like soup went to like the the well. Like he went to like the double banger, 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 and you came back with human centipede. I, I had a banger that I was gonna go. I'm gonna save it for next week, but it's fine. That's what she said. I just, dude. I honestly, I saw the just the subscribe pre- to my OnlyFans for another week, and then I'll let you know. Dude, I saw the trailer to to the Human Centipede, and it actually looked really good. Like it, it looked like a scary. I just, I haven't watched it, so I, I thought it would be a cool, cool opportunity. I like the idea of a psychopathic German surgeon. Um, I like that you're pitching a movie you haven't seen. I think that's kind of ballsy. All right, well, yeah, soup. You still have to pick White Man Can't Jump or Human Centipede. So go ahead. I thought you were centipede. next. Wait, I'm not, I thought I went last, man. Yeah, you go. You, it, it's on you. You already won, but you have to give your you know vote. That doesn't matter. Oh, all right. Well, white man can't jump. Fuck you. I can jump. I can jump pretty high. I could dunk a basketball when I was in tenth grade. So I got to vote for the centipede. He's voting for the centipede. All right. Well, at least I got one vote, man. At least I got one vote. I love y'all because I was able to write your votes in before you even voted. So. It's good to, you know, have familiarity. <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing the Big Lebowski, dude. There's nothing bad about that. That should be incredibly fun and, uh, you know, bring your own toe. I would like to see people dress up polish. as various Lebowski characters. I don't know who wants to do the Jesus, or, you know, whatever. Just You don't <laughs> fuck with the Jesus, man. Uh, I can't wait. Thank you look you, guys. Ball you, win, dude. you got a lick of bowling ball to win. Dude, I'm looking forward to rewatching this one again, too, man. It's been a minute. It's been a good decade for me, so I'm, I'm pumped really? about oh, this. Oh, dude, you got it, man. Shit. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Uh, the Look, regular dudes, we abide. Thank you for checking out regular dudes. Watch stuff. We really appreciate you checking us out. Please remember to like and subscribe, all that stuff. It matters. And if you got a movie or show that you'd like us to talk about, hit us up, man. Let us know on social media or in the comments of the YouTube video or podcast, and we will gladly check it and we'll review it. Yeah, we love it. Mills, remind everybody where they can find regular dudes watch stuff. Uh, very clear you were. Like, that's a Yoda thing that you say before you say, you know, you best check yourself before you wreck yourself. And you can just check us at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Search for regular dudes watch stuff on the YouTubes, at dudes watch stuff on the social meds, wherever your pods at regular dudes watch stuff. And this was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it very much. And, uh, you know, looking forward to some more nonsense next time. Absolutely. Thanks again for checking out regular dudes watch stuff. We'll be back next week to cover the Big Lebowski. Thing reads like stereo instructions. Oh, sounds like that you got an A in the math test. He likes it. Shh.
Shake, 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 Sinora, shake it all the time. Work, work, 